This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Reel Down on Battling Finn. What's going on, Jimmy? What's going on, dude? How you been? Uh, man, been doing good. Actually got out to being able to do a little bit of fishing this weekend. Went and camped on Gunnersville. Didn't get to fish a whole lot, but I caught some, some 18s, nothing nothing too, too big. Been I'm trying. Glad, to... glad you got to check it out. You ended yeah. up going to where I told you, didn't you? No, mm-mm. No, camping, not fishing. Oh yeah, yeah. We it was uh we stayed at Goose Pond Colony. Yeah. And man, it's so nice. Like it's you wake up, you're on the water. It's just man, right now the leaves are changing. The weather was perfect. It's like it did you have any it did you have any company where you were? Because I know when we were there, we had from where you were camping, we had all five of those slots and the entire primitive area. No one was there. There was a couple of people, or two or three people back in the primitive area, but we were in the electrical primitive area, and we were the only people there. So oh, it was awesome. It did so nice. I mean, yeah, nobody next to us. It was. I mean, you've, you've got like, I guess probably 100 yards worth of real estate right there, right on the water. It was perfect. Got man. you on boat dock. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> it was as good as it could be. Uh, the, the water, they kind of drawn down Gunnersville, so you couldn't really fish from the dock or from our spot. I mean, I tried, I threw a frog, but there wasn't not really enough water back there to. Yeah. When, when you told me that it was crazy. Cause it rained when we were there and 
the water came up probably three feet. So like mm-hmm. you couldn't even see the much of the grass match right there because it oh. had rained so much. I wish I would have been back there with the kayak fishing. Heck yeah. It did all right. I mean, I didn't get to fish too much because I was with the, the wife and kid, but right. 18's doing all right in the dugout. I ended up in fifth, fifth this week, tied with the old fluke master. Not quite need third to cash a check, but you know, I'll get there. It'll happen maybe by the end of the month. Yeah, at least you got on some, some good ones. I only caught two small ones, but it wasn't had a lot go on this week. It wasn't a, I definitely didn't have my head in it while I was out there. So I'm going to try, try to up my numbers in the dugout That's right. next week, hopefully. But uh, yeah, tonight, so we're going to have on, uh, first, do you want to do the announcement for the? Oh, I was going to do it at the end, uh, but uh, we can go ahead and do it. Yeah. So uh, for anybody that listens to our show, we're going to have something a little, not us, uh, Dustin. Uh, Dustin Nichols, he's going to be having the winners on from the KBF Redfish tournament that just happened. Uh, was it, it's a championship? Gulf Shores, yeah, yeah, in, in Gulf Shores. Uh, so it's going to be some tournament coverage. We're not doing it, but it'll be tomorrow. Uh, at, I think it's at seven, if I read yeah. it correctly. I didn't see Eastern or Central. I think it's Central, but uh, seven o'clock tomorrow night. Y'all make sure to tune in to that. It'll be pretty cool. Dustin's he's a really good host. If you've never listen to any of his stuff on his segment or anything. I'm sure it'll be a fun time, a bunch of laughing. So yeah. be sure to check it out. Get you a little, little salt in your life without murdering somebody. Uh, that, didn't it, didn't that salt life guy kill somebody? Something like that. I, I know I read something about that. Now I'm, I'm curious. Since you said, I might have to look it back up. Hmm. No, uh, tonight we got, uh, got a few guys from, from old TVKA, just a little North of us. Yeah. They're uh, fishing a lake. I needed to get a lot of info on, so I wanted to have these guys on to yeah, help learn me what I need to know for the two weeks from now. <laughs> if you are fishing that uh, the event, the BASS event on Chickamauga or Chickamauga, how do you, I don't even know how do you how do you even say it? What's the right way to say it? Chickamauga. I just say Chickamauga. Yeah, I've heard people say Chickamauga. I've heard someone say Chickamauga, Ch- like Chickamauga. Manga, manga. I heard some really country guys say it like that. Why? Yeah, I don't know. They live up there. We'll find out. But uh, so yeah, we'll go ahead and welcome in. Uh, first we have they. I, I think we've had him on. He's our most had him on more than anybody else. Now I think he's taken the title from Cody Milton, Mister Cody. Steve if you're Irwin. listening, we we got to get you back. Hey, probably be Cody on something. <laughs> <laughs> Mister Dugout himself, uh, and we have who placed second place. Uh, Keith Martin was first, but uh, he wasn't able to make it. He's having some, uh, some stuff done where he couldn't make it, but uh, second yeah, he, place. He's having some dental work. I still think he should have came on if he was like, you know, doped up. Rawr, on it could have been a great show. Yeah. I'll go for <laughs> yeah. uh, Second place, Jay Minor. And third Take place. Take a second fiddle. Oh, that's <laughs> great. And then third place we've got terry golden but it's not a he might have to get, you do have to connect your mic terry for me to to let you on it says that you're on but you you have to connect your mic oh oh getting closer oh, oh. can you hear us terry yes i can hear you hey. All right, there we go so i and if you have a camera if you can click that as well we can see you 
Not sure if you if you have one or not. How's Look at that. that. Hey, hey. Hey. that's good. So we have Mr. Terry Golden, half of the twin powers of of Golden Power up there in Tennessee. Uh, him and your son Brad, right? And yes, sir. yeah. Isn't that your son Brad Golden? Yes, sir. He is. Yeah, two of the best anglers in the state, right there. So we we got one half of them here. But uh, thank y'all for being on show with us, and we're going to talk on. So how do you say the name of the lake? What's the right way to say it? Steve, go ahead. Chickamauga. Chickamauga. All right, Jay, how do you say it? I say Chickamauga. See, there's an N in his. What about you, Terry? How do you say it? Chickamauga. It's okay. What? So we've got all three, so I still don't know. <laughs> Dang it. The debate goes on. I kind of say, say it by the way it's spelled. Yeah. See? I used to say it that way, and then I heard a whole bunch of other people say it like Steve does. That's how I'm, like, oh, I'm just I'm writing it or typing it. Chickamauga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how I have to remember it. So say it however you want to. That's or, it. Or just say chick. I chick. Guess. That's, like, That's the way it goes. Chick. That's the way it goes in text for me because I can't spell it. So yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh yeah, first I guess for anybody who's never fished there or didn't know anything about it, and maybe they've signed up for the event and they're just starting to think about it. Can, can you tell us about the lake and kind of how it sets up? Uh, Terry, we'll start with you. Can you kind of tell us about the lake and uh, just kind of the whole thing? Just give a give us an overview layout of it. Okay, well, uh, Chickamauga, I guess for the basketball people versus the kayak people, uh, Chickamauga fish is pretty small if you're in a basketball. Uh, but for us kayak anglers, it's kind of spread out and we've got a lot of options. Uh, going up river, going up in Hawassee, uh, got all that around Harrison Bay, uh, Chester Frost, uh, all the creeks in between. Uh, right now, those fish are in a fall pattern. Uh, Saturday, I guess that uh, I was struggling early. Uh, one of my guys, a uh, buddy, he called me, uh, I don't know, sometime up in the morning. I told him I haven't had a bite, but I knew the wind was going to get up, and uh, I knew that uh, that was going to be my ticket to play the wind, and that's what I done. Once the wind started blowing, I just I just ducked into those windblown banks and uh, just put the hammer on them, and uh, just didn't get a big bite. And that's what uh, that's what got me. You know, usually doing stuff like that and catching as many fish as I did, you'll get you'll get a good bite, but I, I just never did get it. And are Terry and Jay, are y'all fishing the BAS of BASS event coming up? Um, I'm not because uh, I normally deer hunt this time of year and I haven't made it uh, to even start it yet because of fishing. But uh, I'm leaving uh, Wednesday for uh, Illinois and I'll be up for a few weeks. Okay. Terry's them big horns. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be in Alabama uh, that weekend getting ready to head over to Myrtle Beach for a little Thanksgiving vacation. Okay. So, I mean, I I know y'all got family or friends or other folks fishing it. So don't, don't feel, don't give away anything you want to. I, I know what you wouldn't, but until after the show, I need all yeah. information. Yeah. Jimmy's, <laughs> now Jimmy might try to get some information from you. Cause he's I, I've, I've already got a little bit just listening to him for the 10 minutes. I've been on the computer <laughs> I'm writing it down. Yeah, we're subject to tell a lie, though. 
That's why I'm giving myself five days so I can figure out if they're lying or not. <laughs> so here we go. Uh, we got Luke. We, we got some people chiming in, just saying it's just chick. Uh, yeah, don't call it the chick. Just say chick. Let's fish a chick. Just let's fish the chick. It just just yeah. sounds not good. So. Uh, Andy, chick, uh, Maga. <laughs> uh, all right. I like the ch- I like Chickamauga though. Who there's a pro guy that says Chickamauga. Yeah, that's probably the funnest way to say it. I loved listening to uh, Matt Conant when we had him on because he says Chickamauga and he's got that heavy accent, so it just sounds even cooler. Yeah. All right, so we'll start with you, Jay. Tell tell us about your day. How'd it go? And and uh, how'd you end up in second? Uh. Well, it, it was a tough bite. I had pre-fished on Friday, come up, and that was only the fourth time I've ever been on Chick. So I went to what I knew. I found fish. Uh, I was on fish. I probably caught about 12, just spot hopping. Uh, some familiar area I'd been in before, but the water was down. No size, no quality to them. So I bounced back, went to another spot. For Saturday's tournament, a spot I'd never been before it was just basically map reconnaissance and previous tournaments. Went in and was shocked to see how low the water was. I'm a bank beater. Anybody that knows me knows I throw a shaky head 90% of the time. So I go in, it was dark. Uh, we pedaled about a mile, started fishing at 6:30 lines in. Probably uh, by 8 o'clock, I had a limit, but it was 12s and 13s and 14s. I knew it wasn't big enough, so I went back to the old hummingbird and started doing map reconnaissance for what I wanted to look at, for what I thought a fall pattern was. And Terry mentioned it, windblown banks. But I wanted to key on sunny windblown banks with a little bit of depth to it. And... I pulled up on one tree and caught five fish, and three of them was enough to take second place. You can't ask for much more than that. No. I can't ever just sit in one spot and do good. I got to move. <laughs> it never, <laughs> never plays out for me. Can you can, can I tell us what you were throwing? Um, like I said, I was throwing shaky head early. I threw, gosh, I think about every five minutes I was cutting a bait off and tying something else on because I could find – bait fish i could find bass busting on i couldn't get bit and then when i found that spot and i went to it something just told me hey pick up the old square bill see if you can get hit and it was a square bill academy brand square bill jointed and jointed, two, a jointed square bill and of course i think jimmy or uh steve said something about it earlier breaking off his chatterbaits in a in the brush, well, after two casts, I caught uh, 15 three-quarter. Next cast was my big fish, a 17 three-quarter on the square bill. The third cast in, I get hung up in, in brush. I don't get it back. And I have nothing else that looks like it. So, threw on the other square bill, no bites. So, it, it was tough. And now I wound up with a lipless and caught that last fish to put in and call up for I guess Ben Lowry is your buddy. He said, uh, I couldn't get a fish off the same tree. 
we I probably stayed on that tree about two hours. Mentioned to him because he we're both our Clarksville area kayak fishing group, so we went over there together. Uh, just the weather was going to be nice. I hate fishing in the cold, so the weather was nice and it was chick. Why not go fish chick? That's and right. uh, he come over there with me, and we were changing baits. About every ten casts, would change a bait, and he couldn't get bit. And I caught five out of that one tree. So if if you're a big shaky head guy, what what's your shaky head like? I swear I've went through dozens of them and I have not been able to settle on one. I've thrown them all. That's funny you say that. I was prepared for that question. Really? <laughs> Is it a wide gap? Wait, well, young dinger. Yep. It's it's intimidating. Dinger. All right. All right. So it's a powdered hill worm. And there's the hook. The football shaky head ones? Yep. The owner old shaky. Gotcha. Um, if you ever follow J Minor Fishing on Facebook, it's called the J Minor Special. That's what Every, everybody around here. <laughs> yeah, Matt, just put it up. That's the J Minor Special. And probably about 95, 90 to 95% of my fish come on that because I throw it all day. It, why the why the yum dinger over like the I know striking has like the cutter worm or zoom uh, out, you know this, this one with the paddle tail when yeah. you finish working it and you're reeling it back just don't burn it back to you it becomes a swim bait so it's basically two two baits in one that's a really good way to look at it I like that so yeah it's kind of like it turns into like a biffle bug almost oh, yeah yeah that. Mm -hmm. That gives me an idea, to, or not an idea, it just gives me a, a want to try it, because I can't stand throwing a shaky head. I'm like you. I've tried so many of them, so many different worms, and I'm just, I don't know. I've said it before on here when I've got, you know, I'm out with buddies, and they're smoking them on a shaky head. I'll just throw a Texas rig or something, Texas rig worm, and I'll just start catching fish. So, But it's definitely a something I want to figure out. I just Well, how I got into it, I'm lazy. I hate digging out a barber stop a piece of lead, a hook, and tying it all together. I can grab a shaky head and work it just like a Texas rig. What what weight do you usually throw? 316? 316. Yeah. Yep. At, uh, Gunnersville Tackle Outdoors, they sell a wide gap one. It's a tungsten one, which are kind of high dollar, but that wide gap one, that's kind of the one I've been stuck on. The only thing I don't like on it is I prefer a vertical line tie, and theirs is horizontal. That's the uh, only thing. I, that's the only thing I don't like about it. I, I really like a vertical line type, but besides that one, I've, I've been on that one the last couple of months, and it's it's been good. It's like my hookup ratios went up with it. So yeah, yeah. Now why throw some other bait? I throw it on shaky head as well. It'll be a wide gap buckeye spot remover. Yeah, I've tried that one too. That that one's good too. Yeah. Or a well, pumpkin. That you... I, um, that's probably my best wide gap. Hmm. What was you saying over there, Steve? Uh, Picasso makes a tungsten with a horizontal, and they make one with a, a vertical line tie also. Yeah, the shakedown, right? And yeah, then, the shakedown and the takedown. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. I got to try a whole bunch of these now, y'all. Yeah. I've tried those, too. They sell them at Mark's. If you live in my area, they, they sell the Picasso ones here. They're, they're good ones, too. They sell the owner ones, too. Uh, Terry, how, how about you, man? How, how'd you, how'd, uh, how'd you catch them? 
I called everything that I call a jackhammer. Um, I can't much slow down enough to throw a shaky head. I just kind of throw a line a lot. And, uh, I just, that's what I've done. I just, uh, I just beat the big points off with that, uh, that jackhammer and stayed in the wind and made a bunch of cast. So that's, that's my game plan for two weeks. That's, I love hearing that that actually works because that's what I'm going for. <laughs> Yeah. I actually, uh, I actually won uh, De- our, our club tournament December last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won it on one little spot, uh, and I kept that in the back of my mind all day Saturday. And uh, I was I was really wanting to spend my last hour over there, and so the last hour I did, I went back over there and I caught the two biggest fish I caught over there, right, and with thirty minutes to go, back to back. Heck yeah. So they were still on that jackhammer. What what color were you throwing? Are you like going uh, for a shad deal right now? I, I was throwing a solid white half ounce, solid white, and I was putting a uh, a white little dipper on the back of it. A little dipper, all right. That's, That's something else I'm I'm working on with, with the jackhammer is I keep playing around with different trailers. I've I've tried the regular Zayco. I've tried the new paddle tail Zayco. I've ran creature baits on the back of it, cut down, which seems to be my thing right now. I've been throwing black and blue with a, a crawl on the back of it and doing the crawl uh, vertical with the in line with the hook. Mm-hmm. And that's just been my deal. I've kind of gotten away from swim baits on it, but yeah. I keep, I keep going back to, I've been, like I did a Kitek cutting the tail. If anybody's watched any of the tactical bass and videos, they talk about how when you cut the tail, it won't thump as hard. So I took that mindset thinking that maybe too much action wasn't the deal right now. Caught a couple doing that, but still hadn't found one that I'm a trailer to stick with yet. Yeah. For me, I like hog farmer makes a spunk shed. If I want it to rise up, then I use it because it's got a fat body. Yeah. Uh, when I first started, uh, Jay Wallen, I talked to him a lot about a jackhammer because we all bought them when they first come out in Japan and all that. His advice was to treat it like a square bill. Don't worry about losing it. So I started hitting like the base of the bank of a laydown, and I immediately started catching good fish that way. But I use a fluke probably 60% of the time because I want it to sit on the bottom. I don't want it to rise because I'll slow roll it and hop it. And slow roll it and hop it uh, but if i want it to stay up i, I did i used the, those jordan lee berkeley uh bluegill five inch bluegills i used those on gunnersville this year and did really really well with it uh, but most of the time i like that spunk shad if i need it to rise a little bit because of that fat body uh, but but most of the time it's that fluke and it's just they seem to stay on there too you know are you using a traditional fluke or paddle tail or uh, yeah the regular fluke regular fluke if, if y'all have any, any questions for these guys about Chickamauga or anything that they're throwing, please ask away, and, and we'll we'll make sure to get your questions out there. I've been looking at those hog farmer baits, but I can't find any anywhere around that carries it. And yeah. I, I'm just weird about ordering tackle online. They, I never. They must put they must put a lot of money into Facebook because I get a lot of their ads. I'll tell you what, they're like the Ned with the the stand up whatever bait they sell because i've went on their website a few times but their net heads with the bait that they sell for it they sure do look good yeah when he uh he 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 had his own mold for kind of like the mega bass dream balance head 
And while he was tinkering with it, he come out with that, uh, you know, owner makes a sled head hook. Uh, he basically come up with that more because we were discussing how I think an eye on a bait a lot of times can make a big difference. And uh, so he was tinkering with that dream balance head. It ended up making that stand up thing with that uh, fish eye on it. But he just lives up the road here, man. And he's, he's a good, good friend of TVKA and, uh, you go in store here. He's got a new big shop. He'll give you a really good discount coming in store. Um, don't know about on the shipping side of it. I mean, we've got them at dugout, obviously. And I think uh, Gunnersville Tackle at their store on the water there, I think they've got them actually too. Did that just happen? Because I'm real familiar with Waterfront. And then I went in there uh, two weeks ago and they've like doubled their, you know, tackle selection and everything says GTO. So I don't know if they've just bought them out or if it's always been that way. Yeah, it was, I think it was right after your Alabama state championship. It got bought. Okay. That made me happy just because I like going down there and I didn't have to drive as far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They don't sell beer. It's the only negative drawback to that store. I mean, yes, it is. <laughs> I, I was there yesterday. <laughs> so here, here's a question for your club. And, and there's so many in the state in Alabama. We're all three fish. Why do you stick with three fish? You told me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've discussed it back and forth over the years. And um, a lot of it stems solely to keep it where, you know, our new guys coming in, you know, like, you know, you take somebody like Terry or he and Garrett Campbell fought all year long back and forth. AOI, you know, we had six guys, seven guys up to the final two events that were in contention. Um, well, when you when you show up to a club and you've got the same six or eight guys just hammering all the time, you can get discouraged. And just for the growth of a club, we felt like three, keeping it that way was good. Obviously, you think about five, that's what the pro levels and the elite level stuff do also. But we still have to scale it back and remember, this is our grassroots club. We want to keep it competitive. We want everyone to come out and get better as well, because if you change it to five, in our opinion, after about the second, third, fourth event, these these newer people are going to be frustrated that they can't catch five fish. They're just donating 40 bucks every week. They're going to quit coming. So a little bit of strategy there, you know, just to keep the club healthy. Um, you know, I, I'm sure people would still show up, but uh, Vinny and I, we talked because Queen City, they do oh, okay. fish, and we thought about that. Um, but we may look at it next year, but uh, we just really just hadn't got around to all the guys kind of taking a poll on it, you know. Uh, but I'll just be honest with you, and Terry can probably agree with it. As much as our lake gets hammered now, man, hell, it's hard to catch four fish every time you go, you know. It sure is. Yeah. It, it, it looked like this week with the tournament, it, it was tough. Because in here, I'll go over the numbers. Keith, he had 51 inches. Uh, Jay, you had 50 and a half, and then Terry, you had 48 and three quarter. And, yeah. and, but we've kind of been in that funk of that transition funk where the fall bite hadn't really turned on like we want it to because uh, the temps haven't really, you know, dropped down low enough. At, like this weekend, it's been in the 60s and 70s. So, and the water temperature is still mid 60s most of the time. Do y'all think that here in the next couple of weeks, by the time the bass event comes around, that that fall bite's really going to be on and it's it's the bite's going to get better what i've seen of it is that it's always better around december it two weeks still may be a little early for it but when that water gets down in the 50s look out 
those big ones are going to bite. Yeah. Okay. I found 58 degree. That's where I was fishing. And I was telling them, Terry, as I was leaving, um, well, I don't give away where I was at, but that there's that one stretch, there's a long row <laughs> of boathouses, uh, three to six foot, and then it drops down to 10 for, for a massive flat. Right on that 10 foot drop was a, a humongous, I'm talking about like 60, 70 yards long school of big shad, like, you know, the, the six yeah. to 10 inch shad. Yeah. And I threw a rig through them and caught some yellow bass. And then I, I scanned around it and saw some bass just sitting on the outside under like they do just catching the chum or whatever. And uh, threw in and had one come off on a Kitech and then one busted a little way from me and I went and chased it. And by then it was 930 and I had to go. But uh, an old timer that fishes up here a lot kind of explained something to me that I believe and I think I've seen now that I've gotten a little more experience. You know, I've been doing this. This is my fifth year of bass fishing. I think sixth year now. So there's a lot that you all know, like when we travel with Terry and stuff like that, I've learned as much from him in the four or five road trips we've all taken, you know, from anybody. Cause he and Brad, they don't care. Uh, they'll pedal right up to you and say, Hey, here's what I'm catching on. And they throw three of them in your kayak and they take off, you know, they don't care to share everything. And so um, I really enjoy that about our club, but you know, this person said, and I've seen it, come true as well like terry said when it gets down to you know 53 to 50 then the rig bites on the trap bites on the jerk bait bites on the small swim baits on you can catch fish in a lot of ways and a crankbait year round but like he was saying you know you continuously move from cover water here at that time of year and then when you find them like he did on that tree you'll catch five or six but he this old timer also said there are fish that no matter what the water temperature is inside of them they're just like hey it's time to go here and do this and they'll just go do it on their own so you know you don't fish history kind of deal you know um we all love watching the water temperature thing but but like he said he went back to his hummingbird man just use your electronics and when you find them you can do the jacob wheeler type you know there's times when he finds fish um that he just continuously pesters them over and over and over with cast and they finally get pissed off and bite so um, i think but, but what yeah, if we can get away I felt yeah 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 if we could get a good solid week of cold weather I think it would help tremendously but I think um, we, we got some rain coming um, I don't think it's going to mess with the water level too much but I think that probably affects it more than anything right now until we do get into the cold cold is that that water level stays consistent for a little while yeah and just some current you know TVA always helps yeah. I talked to some uh, locals there and they said they were expecting the water to still drop about another foot. Yeah, it will. It should. Uh, I, I know I, out here on Kentucky yeah. Lake, when it's dropping, that bite is tough. Yeah. Yeah, we were up at Kentucky Lake like a month ago. Or it's probably been almost two months now. And same thing you were telling me before the show, like, like I like to beat structure on the bank. And when I got there, like it was so far up on the bank that in the national forest area we were in, they had the side-by-side -side trails and guys were riding their razors where I would be fishing and they were still 10 feet up off the water. Right. I was just, that was the first time I was so like out of my element. And then I started catching fish off deeper structure. And then I turned around and was mm -hmm. able to do it a couple times. No good fish at Dale hollow. So that's why I kind of was telling you, I changed my game plan up for this lake and was like, well, I've been able to, use my actually use my electronics like you're supposed to last couple of trips so i'm gonna try it again 
But y'all talking about windblown points and banks and stuff. This I'm just going to go back to beating the bank probably now. So. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, and it's no trade secret. You wouldn't mind me sharing it, but uh, Kevin Drake, you know, Terry knows him. He's a hammer here on Chick, the CBA, uh, Chattanooga Bass Association. He's, in my opinion, the next big dude, you know. Uh, he's a guy, him and his partner catch 30-plus pound bags six, seven times a year. And, and, and in wintertime, he still is throwing an umbrella rig at the bank into into eight or ten feet of water. And he just covers water nonstop. And uh, and he does that in the wintertime too. So, you know, he'll catch he'll catch a couple he'll catch two to four ten pounders this, this winter. He does every year. And Jesus. Yeah. I'd love to get to you know, so I had some shoulder issues earlier in the year and uh I found out real quick when we went to Del Hollow, I tried to pull the rig out and start throwing it and like three or four casts, my shoulder was already lit up. And so I've got to figure out how to be able to still throw a rig around somehow. It, it, it literally, I just, I sold uh, my old umbrella rig rod to Keith Martin today. As a matter of fact, it's a, it's a seven, six IMX pro umbrella rig rod. And I was showing him when I first got it, you know, I put the big tranks on it and I prefer 20 pound copolymer. I don't like braid on it because if it does give that jerk and surge, if it backlashes, you're screwed with it, if it's wet. So I use that cold polymer and I literally fished an entire winter with it, probably caught 60, 70 fish on it and never retied that knot just to see if I could do it. And I use the light wire owner heads or the heavy duty Picasso if I'm going to fish a lot of uh, a rock. But if I'm fishing a lot of brush, I'll use the owner light wire so that I can straighten them out and keep my $25 rig. Um, but with that, it's, it, it really, and uh, a buddy, well, it was actually Jay, Jay again, you know, up there in Kentucky, he throws a rig a lot. It's, it is literally, in my opinion, the most technique specific rod. Everybody you see throws a, a big broomstick or a frog rod and that'll work, but you have to work that bait. If you take that, like that seven, six or seven, seven umbrella rig rod and I'll um, kind of like a softball swing. That's how I cast it. I just underhand chuck it. I didn't and, do that then because I throw a 7.9 A-Rig, Dobbins A-Rig rod. And you know, that's a phenomenal rod. That's a bass boat rod most likely, you know, unless you're going to stand up. If you're in a Titan 13 and a half, then you can do that. But Yeah. <laughs> nine might be a little yeah, I'm, I'm debating on. I'm about to put in an order with Dobbins, and I'm, I'm going to call. You can talk to some of their staff people. I was going to see what they recommended for a shorter because I definitely – I was throwing that and throwing a big – uh, S waiver and my shoulder was not having that and I can't afford to be out of work again for that same shoulder injury. So yeah, that's what did it for me because if you're doing this then you're yeah. put and it just it it started it started killing me really bad. And yeah. here, I mean jerk makes mess my elbows up so I can't afford my shoulder to be gone. So. <laughs> Here's the uh the other golden Brad said uh too many times in kayak fishing you see everyone run away from the wind. The wind creates so much opportunities to catch a giant bag. Yeah. And I absolutely Amen. agree with that. Like here's, here's a perfect example this weekend. Not that I call a giant bag, but I'm on Gunnersville and I got on a point and I was, I had to get in the middle of the deepest grass just to stay. And I'm having to make, I'm throwing a frog and I'll make two paddles and the grass is kind of keeping me from moving too much. But it's cast, you know, make a couple of casts and then paddle a couple of times to get back to where I'm at. A couple of casts, get back to where I'm at, and then 
just having to keep doing that over and over and fighting it. But that's how I caught a couple of a 17 and a half and a 18 only because I was up there fighting it and giving it everything I had. And I'm worn out today up here, but you know, I've, so, I've so had that, days yeah. like he's talking about with in the wind. One of the best days I ever had on a drop shot uh, was a, a windblown point and you could throw that drop shot and, you know, make a cast last forever. If the wind was flat, you didn't get bit. So you would sit out there and fight when the wind would fire up. And then it was every time the wind fired up, if you threw the, made a cast, you caught a fish. Yeah. And but that, that kind of changed my, that was the trip that changed my mind on fishing in the wind in a kayak. You know, I, had, boat, you you know, don't care, but. I had to get to that, the grass edge where the wind was being blown, you know, like to that edge. If you weren't there, that's just where the fish were at, you know. Uh, Matt Lentz, always, he's up in the UP and he's coming down for the for the tournament. Uh, he's asking, what was the water color clarity and the temperature? Water temperature is about sixty-two, and it was uh, it was the lake was clear where I was because I, I was about midsection. I was down around Harrison Bay. Uh, mm -hmm. It was it was clear, but when that wind kicked up, like I say, it uh, it colored it up a little bit. Yeah, same thing. I saw from 56, I think the highest I saw was about 64. Yeah. Same thing with clarity. What what uh, area of the lake? Not specifically, but north, middle, south? Uh, I was middle south. All right. Unspecific. Yeah. <laughs> middle, middle. Middle, uh, middle. middle. East Northwest. of this bridge, <laughs> north north. Just kidding. Where? What about you, Steve? You fished for a little while. Yeah, I, as close as to the house as I could launch because I, <laughs> I had to cook breakfast with, with my in laws. We, I got great in laws, and we'd already had plans with them. And my wife was on vacation for two weeks, so she, you know she was like, "Well, I'm off this weekend. We're going to hang out and set the other." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." And then I sprung it on a Friday evening. I was like, I really do need to get out. I need this. I need, you know, how you play it. This is my release. You know, I, I'm stressed. And that like, well, can you go and be back by 10? And I was like, what about 1030? So, yeah. But uh, but I, uh, I launched pretty close to my house in the creek. And uh, I had uh, 59 and 58 degrees was my water all day. Um, so, and it's a. Uh, Man, I want to get back to it. I hated, I, I hated to leave it like that because it was that lipless bite was going to be on fire. I just could, I could just feel it. But I throw a three quarter ounce uh, in, in 10, 12 foot of water and yo yo it. I love it. That thump like a swim bait bite. But, uh, but the water, the, the yo yo and uh, yeah, water, water clarity was probably, it's probably. On the, I threw a white jackhammer most of the morning. That's what I caught my big one on. Um, water clarity was probably about about four foot with that white chatterbait. It was decently clear. So, how big of a chatterbait do you throw? Do you stay in the half ounce or do you go heavy? Uh, I'm, this is why I carry 11, 12 rods with me. Um, I throw both. I got a three eighths and a half ounce tied almost all the time. Uh, three eighths if I'm on a fish shallow to eight feet, and if I'm going to fish, you know, eight to twelve, I'll throw the half ounce just. So I don't have to crank it so slowly, but but here lately, since Jody Queen thumped us at TOC, Terry, I've been throwing three eights a lot because uh, he just he's just barely turning it to where he just barely feel it vibrate, and, and so 
that's the three eighths is my go-to. That's what I've been doing. I'd love if they'd make it in a quarter ounce. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I they, love they a quarter ounce. Yeah. What's that? The stealth. They probably throw it, have that in the quarter now, huh? No. Yeah. I, don't know how, I haven't even actually oh, looked right. at the stealth uh, yet. That, that they don't make a Picasso in a quarter. No, I'm not. I'm, Andy, Andy may know the answer to that one. I'm pretty certain they don't make a quarter. Andy, come on. All mine are, uh, all mine are th- all my Picassos are three eighths. Uh, I really like the Air Martin three eighths in the wintertime. I like it better um, than the Jackhammer in the wintertime. It just it's got you know how the Thunder Cricket has that tight wobble. Uh, this yeah. is. This this is even tighter than that. Picasso does. Yeah, I've got one of those in a in the box in my boat right now that I need to get out. So I have to get. Do you one. use the weedless one or the regular one? Who, Steve? Yeah, because uh, I was looking up that, that chatterbait. What what was your question? Yeah, so Jason Alford said. Uh, well, Andy said not that he's aware of. Uh, that's a Jim Ware question though. And Jason, Jason Alfred says Picasso does so. Okay. Uh, but um, I, do you throw the weedless Picasso version of the jackhammer or uh, chatterbait? Because I like I throw in the regular one, and I've man, I've really found that one to be it hangs up a lot on there. Yeah, that's why they redesigned the come out with the Air Air March Pro model. Okay. Some of that head design because the blade actually would stick from time to time, and uh, so they they redesigned all of that with that in mind. Um, and I, I don't have I don't have any problem um, with the Aaron Martins doing that. Because um, I, I I definitely like the vibration because it, it is different, and I I think it's the same way with lipless. If you're throwing a, you know, if you're throwing that red eyed shad and that those fish kind of get they get accustomed to hearing that those same BBs all the time, you know, you go with a little bit different vibration. That's yeah. why I've, I've always stuck with the Bill Lewis stuff. I, I've got some of the one knockers and, and the red eyes and stuff, but I, I just, you know, everybody else is throwing that. I'll try to throw something a little different. Yeah. I like the one knockers, especially whenever it's cold. Yeah. Seems like a bigger bite for me. Maybe it's just in my head. I, I don't know. Probably in my head. All right. Do you have any other questions for him, Jimmy? I got a question for so. Oh. Everybody knows that the, the the Bassmaster event's coming up on the same lake. You know, we wanted to have everybody on to talk about it and you know, kind of set up for it. But to the each of you, if you had one piece of information for not you know any juice or spots or anything like that. You got guys coming from across the country to fish it. Maybe some of them have never been there. What would be one piece of information you could give them? And Jay, you can start with that. Uh, for me, depth. And what I mean by depth, a deeper bank with structure on it, uh, it is what worked for me. Uh, shallow banks, the shallow flats, there was bait there and there was fish there. I couldn't get them to bite. The deeper banks with the structure on it, um, like I said, about half my fish come off, well, five fish come off that one, one structure. And I, I marked it a couple more on the, on the graph, you know, and that's what I love about the hummingbird. I can, I can see all that. There you go. You're getting, yeah. hey, Mike Cheatham's getting on you. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you hear. <laughs> Terry, how about you? I guess for me, it would be to keep an open mind. Uh, don't listen to much what you read. Don't listen to much about what you hear. Uh, go in with uh, go in with an open mind and keep your options open and uh, try different things. Uh, next thing is I try to stay around bait. That's a, that's a big key to this uh, fall and early winter fishing. Okay, Steve. I think it's don't it's, cheat because you're in the TD, right? Right. <laughs> what both of them said, I believe everything I saw was in, you know, I told you about that three to six foot range and then it drops to 10. Everything was in eight to 10 foot of water that I saw that the activity I was around and it was around bait fish. Uh, there's tires, pallets, everything in this area that I fish in that eight to 10 foot of water. Uh, something I've learned over the years is what Terry just said, you know, keep an open mind, uh, especially even if you're in an area you're very, very familiar with. I'm stubborn in that, you know, if I know they're historically there, I'll fish for two hours. And, and, and now I've learned to just, when I get there, you know, just kind of swing wide, let my side image do a quick, you know, purview and, and then, you know, fish it, you know, real quickly. And if I get a bite, then I'll stick around. If not, when I move, move, you know, keep, if you find bait and you cast in there, it may all be white bass. So move to another area, find more bait, throw in there and see what you do. So, you know, don't don't get pigeonholed into an area. It's this time. I, I think if, if I'm right, Terry, or if I'm wrong, you can tell me. Summertime, you can get in an area and just set and fish it because they'll cruise in and out all day long. I think in the fall or winter time, unless they're chasing, they're they're going to be somewhere around cover or structure, like Jay said. So, you know, just keep hunting for places to throw. You know, don't just throw it a place just because it looks good. So. You know, and you may, you know, I've, I've fished with guys and dog bites through the week that have lived here, and we come up to a spot and then be like, whoa, I never knew that pile of rocks was there. I don't know if somebody created it, but, you know, they just were moving in an area they were familiar with, and now they've got a new area that they come to. So, you know, you can do a quick scan, uh, but when you actually start dissecting and breaking it down, you find that juice or that secret thing nobody else gets to see. So uh, we were at one of the big national tournaments, and a guy literally found, I think it was Seminole. Uh, he was uh, Kirk Smith. I think it, actually, you know, he, yeah, he, had, rock, he found one little small hump or indention. If, if I'm not and my launch, huh? And my launch. Damn that guy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's what it was. One little thing that that probably however many people you know uh, that are smarter than Daniel went by and. Uh, <laughs> And there it was. So, yeah. So don't 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 get tunnel vision. Don't do it like me. So I I I I ask the last question. If uh, people are coming to to your area for the first time, it really is one of the most beautiful areas in the country. Yeah, y'all are blessed to live there. I even I live not too far away, but every time I go up there, I'm I'm really envious. Uh, what's a uh, for the people coming? What's either a, something that they have to do or a place they have to go eat while they're up there? Oh, I was about to say, I hope he asks about food. <laughs> I'm Is a foodie. <laughs> something to do or somewhere to eat that, that they have to go while they're up there? Well, Terry I lives no, in Florida. I have no idea. Yeah, I'm not Terry lives in Florida, yeah. Yeah, Terry. Yeah, I, don't, I don't live there either. <laughs> uh, 
Well, as you can see, I fill up most of the screen, so I'll answer it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, here, I mean, I, my go-to is obviously, honestly, and, I, and I'll take you guys if you get down here in time, Tremont Tavern, that's the absolute yeah. best spot in the whole lot. Yeah, Robert Barnett, Daniel Davis, Tremont Tavern. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tremont. Probably 15 minutes from, uh, say, Chickamauga proper or whatever. It's in Chattanooga. You know, it's right there on the downtown river part below uh, Chickamauga Dam. Uh, but if you're staying in the Dayton area, uh, there's literally there's uh, Jacob Myers restaurant, Carabelle's and Monkey Town Brewery. Uh, you know, Dayton was home of the Scopes trial. That's why it's called Monkey Town. Um, and, and all three of those places are absolutely great. Everything they have is just it's really good. So those three places are the best sit down places. There's Delia's Mexican restaurant. Very, very good restaurant. Really big. Um, of course, there's plenty of fast food stuff there, but that's the four local owned places that that you have to go to if you're going to go there and if you're on the south end like where we are um soddy daisy really doesn't have any mom and pop stuff right now um but like i said you know tremont tavern is 15 minutes from the hickson area which is where most people would stay um so there's that yeah i got excited about it you, you said something to me when i told you i was coming down i, I googled it and was like oh i'm ready <laughs> yeah, yeah. so yeah we'll, we'll definitely get down there to that so Good yeah. Well, we appreciate y'all guys coming on and, and congratulations on doing so well, Terry and Jay. And I'm, I'm sure we'll have y'all on for too long again, especially Steve. You're on here all the time now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah better to do on a Monday when watch it work. So y'all stuck with me. That's right. Hey, by the way, though, I heard Dan mention he was tied with Gene for fifth or whatever. Uh, don't forget, you know, weekly winner. So this week, if it doesn't change, then second place gets the weekly qualifier and so on down. So if you stay fifth, the top four get qualified, then the top five overall, you, you still got a shot at a championship spot. So I'm man, I've got so much going on this month, but I'm like I'm I'm really legitimately going to get out there as much as I can this month. Hey, you can be like Bubba Jones. Bubba Jones goes out and catches a twenty incher on his way home from work every day, it seems like. So I, I live in Hoover. There's nothing around me. I wish I did. There's no water around me. Oh, Bubba and Randall, just they're the fish whisperers up here. And it kills me because when they fish together, they literally could spit on each other. Yeah. And they both just will have phenomenal days and just laugh. You see all. their red fishing trip pictures? Yeah. I was jealous. <laughs> they laid a hammer on them. Four days of just smoking them. Yeah. I bet we don't get one scale from them. I guarantee it's all going in the freezer. Yeah. Some friends they are. Yeah, we'll get a trip like that one about them one of these days. Yeah, yep. I, I, I can show y'all where to go. I grew up down there. I know where to go. Hey, well, let's go. <laughs> yeah, I, I know where to go down there. That's no problem. Hey, you had a road trip till you had one with me and Terry, so we're in. That's right. Hey, right. That's right. I'm always in for a good road trip. Let's do it. Before right. before we let him let uh, uh, Steve go, I was going to let Steve uh, talk about the bass event real quick. Uh, they you extended the uh, sign up date, right? Yeah, this Thursday, the twelfth at midnight, will be you know your last sign up. Um, we uh, we got an email Friday evening. Uh, John Stewart, you know, president, he was like, "Hey, the the girl, you know, the people in the office, they're not working tomorrow to finalize all the entries." So he said, "What do you, you know? Everybody will be back in the office on Wednesday for traveling with all the championships. Everybody's been attending." He was like, "What do you think about opening it up? You know, until Thursday?" And I was like, "See, I, 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 I you know, I kind of." petitioned 
for, you know, no deadline. And he said, well, you know, we've got moving parts. We have to have a commitment. And he said, the boats do a month. So what about two weeks? And I was like, well, what about a week? And he said, no, we really need two weeks. So all the time politicking to try to get as much as we can out of them. But, uh, but so anyway, we opened it back up and, uh, I don't, I don't know, Dwayne, he gets the email on how many I messaged him earlier. He didn't have an update on the number. So we're still at, I think 118 or 120. So, yeah. And I'm, I'm sure. Cause I mean, like I greatly appreciated it cause I've got a really busy week this week and I won't know probably till tomorrow if I can for sure make it, I got to get some work done. And I know a lot of people are like that, you know, it's yeah. hard to make that commitment if you're a working man. Yeah. But you know, and it, uh, all the information will be updated. It's from, you know, from watch bar dam below all the way down to Chickamauga dam, uh, the, the Hawassi wildlife refuge, you know, it's, it's off limits. Um, from November 15th until the first day of March every year. Uh, you can read them fish in the main channels, but we're, there's no way for us to police that. So to avoid a headache and accusations of cheating and things like that, we're just that whole entire refuge from the 60 bridge back up to, if you go to Richland Creek, that's the cutoff there, basically. You, you can't fish any of that refuge. The Hiawassee is, is not part of you know Lake Chickamauga, technically, so that's off limits. So uh, I've got a graphic I posted on our Facebook page that Dwayne and I run. Um, but so, you know, it's any public launch access, just like our normal stuff here. Um, and, you know, of course, there's three or four $5 pay ramps in our area. Those are legal. That, that would be Possum Creek, Sail Creek. Um, what is it? There's... Uh, Grasshopper is a five dollar pay ramp, and I think Cottonport Marina might be five bucks, but it may not be. But that's the only pay ramps on the lake. Um, there's only one or two marinas that you can't launch from, um, so you know you those are posted. Don't want to give those away because it draws on us to a ramp. Um, but you know that's just it. You know, so you know you'll need if you're not a member of Bass, you don't have to join the Bass Nation. You just have to join Bassmaster, fifteen dollars. Um, so you do that, you need to do that by Wednesday because it takes 24 hours to process that. So you get your bass ID number and then you make your payment. Um, this is obviously the last qualifying event for the, uh, championship in Texas next year, uh, in March. So how many places you, you qualifying? Uh, top 20%. Um, and you know, and as always bass pays 30 places, no matter what in the tournament. So there's 30 places being paid out. Uh, but we need to do a better job of getting that published, the payout structure like that. You know, all of this is new to Bass. They're used to website-based things because their boaters have done it for so long. You know, they just gravitate to the website and just click on there and get their information. You know, they're, they're understanding it's an education process for them, too. I, you know, we've explained to them we're a largely Facebook-based, you know, group of anglers. We just are, you know, so... Uh, we'll work on that and get that ironed out next year. Do a little. The way I, always, I explained it to one of the the guys in our Bass Nation, one of the other presidents was Bassmasters like the grumpy, stubborn old men. <laughs> yeah, John. We love them, but y'all are stuck in y'all's ways. <laughs> yeah, you just have to make it make sense to me. And so far, almost everything we've came to him with, he's like, okay, that's you know, if that's what you guys think, that's what we'll do. So we really appreciate that. There, uh, just with any anything else, you know, we have to do a better job communicating. Um, and we just have to get creative in how to do that, you know, because, um, you know, they've got a lot going on as, and so do we. So we just have to figure out the common ground on who does what, and who gets to do, you know, things like that. So one, one last big question. Hobie's yep. dropping his, their schedule tomorrow. When are you going to come back on and drop, drop your schedule? 
Uh, actually, at 11 o'clock, I'm going to do a live feed here on my, my own page and do it. Okay. No. Well, Kidding. No. Yeah. Uh, you think Steve's going to ever be on this show again? Because he's not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, John has everything, you know, finalized. And, and, and uh, you know, like literally, AJ's just, or Hobie's just got finalized last Friday. So, I mean, it's it's been a very slow moving process. And working with Hobie and KBF, we've kind of, We've got our parameters set up, but since they were so far into theirs because they have more events than us, you know, John said, hey, let's let them get set and then we can kind of plug and play around that just so we can, you know, if there are any conflicts, it's going to be California versus North Carolina kind of deal or California versus, you know, Virginia. It's not going to be, you know, Virginia and and South Carolina event overlapping. So at least it'll be geographically, you know, it is going to be five one-day events, right? Correct. For, okay. Yeah, no, we we discussed we discussed two, but right now there's such a large market of anglers who cannot make two-day events yeah. that, that we think this would be good to continue with that on for them right now. You know, because you know the the people who can fish a two-day event, true. You know, you're you're, you're taking more of a risk fishing a one-day event. Um, for and spending the same money or just about the same money because you got one last hotel day, but but um, you know there there are a lot of them and there are a lot of very very elite anglers who can't fish very many two day events a year. Uh, one of them got to fish two events actually, and he got you know fortunate enough to qualify for what he wanted to. Um, but you know people we're losing. You know I don't say we're going to lose. I just don't want to shut that down right now. You know while we're growing it. So. Um, so hopefully, hopefully, you know, we'll be able to release something. Hopefully, uh, the end of next week would be really great before the event. But I think if we draw it out that long, it may just may just announce it at the event. I'm not sure. So we'll discuss that tomorrow if I can get free from work. So have they uh, have they announced what lake uh, that the championship's going to be on? Haven't announced it yet, but it's 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 done. They they've got everything you know, last week was finalized like they need to be. So, you know, cause uh, you know, bass literally until that, that last permit is signed, won't, won't, you know, say, Hey, here's where we're at, you know, just so that they don't have to change and backtrack. And, but yeah, it, it's good to go. So hopefully, hopefully within the next week, all that'll be announced. So, and, and I know gotta, I'm sorry, it's not going to be this week. We'll let Hobie do their thing. So we got to plan another road trip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I believe uh, it's this will be a good one. This this will be a good yes, one. It will. It'll be a good tournament. And if you for that championship, if you need somebody somewhere between Dave Mercer and what Hank Weldon did last year, just holler at me. Like <laughs> I'm no Dave Mercer, but I could do better than Hank Weldon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm great politicking all I can myself for that one too. Hank so. does a great because I fished college and he did a great job with that. So I I know he could do a great job. Oh yeah, he just it was just literally just yeah, not on. knowing who we are. I mean, and, and it's that's understandable. I get it. You know, people people roast him for it, but hey, man, you know he, you know, it's just people don't know. You know, if you don't know, you don't know. So you know, he wasn't trying to belittle anybody or anything like that. Oh, they but, just uh, made him all day. Man, like you just said, he's a cool dude, man. He's all right. Yeah, I've seen him. He knows. Right. Well, thanks, guys, and we appreciate you, and, and we'll talk to you for too long. Thank you. Appreciate you having us. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Another good show. Let's go over these tournaments. 
Uh, not many of them. It's the end of the year, so not many of them going on. Uh, tonight, KBN, they had the All-American winner on, Jeremy Mitchell. But the that was the big tournament of the week, 2020 All-American kind of classic on Truman Lake. 167 anglers. anglers. Um, Jeremy Mitchell first, 92 and three-quarter. He whooped the field. Uh, Pat Lasak, he got second with 82 inches, so he won by over 10 inches. Uh, Matt Hines in third with 78 and a half. Michael Galbraith Sr. in third and fourth with 78 and a half. And Jeff Hook in fifth with 75 and a half. Uh, Central Carolina kayak fishing on Sharon, uh, Sharon Harris. Yeah. 43 anglers. Dave Hart in first with 78 and three quarter. Joey Sullivan in second with 86 and a half. And Henry Vegan. I always say that wrong, and he's up here every week because he wins a, you know, he's top three every single week with 82 and a quarter. Uh, next up, East Texas Kayak Fish on Welsh Re- Reservoir, 35 anglers. Blake Knight in first with 95 and a half. Silas Garrett, 92 and a quarter. And Andrew Middlebrook with 91 and a quarter. Last but not least, Central Jersey KBF had their classic. 19 anglers, two-day event, and I'm telling you what, the fishing was tough. Five-fish limit, two-day event, obviously, so you could have 10 fish. Sean Pringle won it with 104 inches, six fish over two days. Second place was 48 inches over two days. Jesus. Third place, 34 inches. 13 of 19 people over two days, zeroed. And that's not hating on them. That just is a testament to, golly, yeah. that was tough. Yeah, that's do not go fish in Central Jersey right now because it is yeah. brutal. <laughs> there all the time. I don't know, but especially last weekend, it was not where you wanted to be. Real quick, just because you said something about it, my wife jumped in and got you a link about the Salt Life guy. Oh, what do you do? Okay, well, yeah, you just have to click on it, but. Co-founder arrested after teen found dead in his hotel room. Yeah, I thought he murdered somebody who's living a murder life now. New shirts, new brand. <laughs> She's got murder a life. On it. Hashtag murder life. <laughs> All right. But uh, great show. Thanks, Tim, Steve, Terry, and Jay for being on. Uh, sorry we missed Keith. Hopefully he's uh, pulling through with the dental work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm sure we'll get him on again sometime. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, thanks to everybody who chimed in, comments, questions. Uh, good show as always. Good job. And uh, wear your PFDs. Be safe out there. It's starting to get cold. Bring your splash bag with your extra clothes, blanket, whatever, you know. Be safe. Come on. Be smart out there. All right. See you all again next week. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water. 
and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC Covers, protect your investment. Catch Products, shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle in Fin logo directly on your catch board. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20 and save 20% on all your jig and tackle needs.